1: Welcome in episode fifty six on Rihanna Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Amanda Ness and always a legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, Merry Christmas to you, your family. Uh, we are recording this in between Christmas and New Year, so uh, I hope our listeners have had a great holiday so far, and continue to get some some much needed downtime in the heat of the holiday season. And, and football, obviously, is. Hot and heavy, and I know it's a busy time of the year for everyone, so hopefully everyone's is safe and healthy and can enjoy some downtime. Uh, also, victory week for Aaron and I. Um, the Eagles are cranking along at 8-7. and seven. The Jets uh, got what feels like their first win in forever. So, obviously, a great week for the pod. We'll get into that. All things NFL, some college, or uh, obligatory shit on uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Moment will, will come at some point in this podcast. That's guaranteed But Aaron first of all how we
0: doing how are the vibes oh dude vibes are vibes are high I think hey and I don't I don't mean to critique you right off the bat I think this is 57 man I think uh, I just threw a little one up for for the for the listeners yesterday but you know all all good man all is well um Merry Christmas to you as well the holidays are, are I just it's amazing to me not to go off on a effing tangent to start the show but uh (laughs) they they come and go so fast i feel like every single year i'm like looking up like holy shit, christmas came and went again but um yeah grateful you know grateful for the new year coming up and uh, yeah football is in full swing and obviously the the covid cases in the nfl are are going rampant as well there's just so much we can get into and and i'm ready i'm excited for it
1: let's do it uh yes episode uh 57 um i apologize on that but either way (laughs) It's a good one. Episode 50, whatever. It's a it's a good one. Um, Eagles taking down the Giants to to firmly move into seventh place. It's obviously contingent upon the outcome of the Saints and uh Dolphins Monday night football game, which is taking place actually as you as we record. So apologize we can't get that result to you right off the top here, but um perhaps Aaron and I can update you on the score as we progress throughout this podcast. But Nonetheless, seventh place in the NFC, um, not a place that Aaron probably would have thought they would be coming into the year. And especially at the end of last year, um, I think sitting back where you guys were taking a look up at number seven uh, in the conference, uh, I think might've been a very, very far look up, up top. Um, but nonetheless, you guys are there um, credit to, to you guys, credit to Nick Sirianni, a first year coach, obviously getting his team in a playoff position um, towards the end of the season. is no small feat. Um, this giants team. I watched a lot of this game. Uh, this giants team obviously shorthanded, um, Jake from, I have no idea why he was allowed and permitted to touch an NFL football field. Um, that was, that was tough to watch. Uh, this entire first half was, was tough to watch. And thankfully the Eagles started to score in the second half to make things interesting. Um, but nonetheless, this obviously, this was a team that the giants kind of had their number, obviously a few weeks ago. Um, but it had to feel good, nonetheless, you know, moving to eight and seven and, and just this game in general, obviously, in the second half when when the Eagles finally turned the lights on in the stadium and, and lit them up. But um, what are your overall thoughts on, on this game? And we'll obviously get into kind of where the Eagles go from here, their, their next two games, and then hopefully we can we, we can be talking about our, our first playoff berth here as a podcast for, for one of our squads in the NFL. It's an exciting time. But uh, just your overall thoughts on, on the game there
0: Yeah, man, I mean – you hit the nail on the head with, you know, giving credit to the coaching staff. There's been, I think I, you know, we we mentioned this previously, like we've we've kind of ratted on Nick Sirianni and, and kind of, you know, made an ass out of him at times for the the highlighters. I know I was listening to another podcast and they kept talking about the flower, like how Nick Sirianni kept going on and on about the flower growing through and like all this huh. just nonsense if you you know when you get down to it. You know, entertaining guy. I I like him a lot as far as just the personality. Um, but there were serious questions, like you know, early in the season with uh, whether it be you know play calling or or just stubbornness to run the ball. Now, I mean, what was weird in this game? It almost felt like uh, an early game of the season, just because in the first half, maybe I could I think I could count on one hand how many times they tried to run the ball in the first half. So, um, resorting back to that was kind of you know alarming. Um, I was listening to the Eagles post game. Seth Joyner. He's like uh, one of the guys on there. He played linebacker for the team for quite a long time, you know, back in the, I think, Randall Cunningham days, I'm pretty sure. He, just, uh, you know, I share a lot of opinions, I would say, with, with the guy. He said, you know, if they think they, they're going to come out and, and, you know, play lackadaisical in the first half against one of these good teams, like in the first round of the playoffs, like they're going to get ran out of the building, which I, I totally agree on. So that, that is problematic. The last couple of games, it's been uh, first half woes and just, you know, up until halftime, I, they, it's like they don't know what they're doing. But um, nevertheless, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I, I can't complain or moan too much. Eight and sevens, eight and seven, you know, being in a position to to make the playoffs is what you want, uh, you know, when you start the season. So, you know, there are positives to take from it, but they they have to keep trucking. Um, and Dallas winning, you know, is, is probably – a good thing in the fact that we see them the last week of the season, they, I I expect them not really to play their starters. So that should be a chalk that up for a win. Uh, and then we play Washington again, up upcoming this week. So, you know, could be worse. Uh, I would say, you know, with the circumstances, I I don't know how much better it could be. Also, uh, you know, the games we, we've won, we, we pretty much should have won. So, uh, and then there were some, there were some along the way for sure that that surprised me that, that we won. So, um, you know, I hope this team t- continues to grow. And, uh, you know, it, it all starts with, I would say the running game is the most important thing. Like we need to just, I think they're number one in running in the rushing offense right now. So that still needs to continue and, and for success uh, of the overall team, but, uh, a win's a win. And I just, every time we play the giants, it, it's just never fun to watch. I don't know why it just always seems to be that way, but, um, it's fun to beat them again, and, and they're just a, a horrible football team at this stage where they're at.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's always a, a good time when the Giants uh, meet the Eagles, I mean, despite the fact that, you know, Jake from again, Jake from State Farm again is, is playing. Um, I don't know why, why they tried him out there, but nonetheless, um, hey, good news, Giants fans, Joe Judge is coming back. Gettleman's probably out. Danny Dimes is coming back, so we get to enjoy enjoy these two for years to come. It seems like, uh, but either way back to the Eagles, um, you guys sit eight and seven remind me who your last
0: two games were against Aaron, uh, the Washington football team this coming week is both division games. And then Dallas, who, like I said, I hope they expect to be, you know, resting all their, their good players, I would say at this stage of the game.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, obviously, um, I mean, the, the football team's coming off of 56 to 14. Shellac- I mean, shellacking, uh, <laughs> in every sense of the word, uh, off the hands of the Dallas Cowboys. That was, I mean, I've seen a lot of bad Jets games in my life. That is up there with one of the worst performances ever I've ever seen on an NFL football field from, from a team. I saw a lot of funny tweets online saying they got to take away the football out of their name and just call themselves a the Washington team uh, because they don't play football well, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, you had two guys get into a fight on the same sideline, which is pretty hilarious as well. Um, so, I, I mean, I think your outlook going to that game has got to be pretty positive. Uh, Taylor Heineke stinks out loud. Um, Ron Rivera, I think was once hailed savior coming to that team. Um, And obviously defensive guru, I think their defense has been right all season. Um, So for you guys, I think an opportunity, obviously this week to to do some damage and hopefully improve your playoff uh, implications. I mean, the game against the Cowboys is obviously tough. Uh, maybe you catch them on an off week, obviously being the last week of the season, if they're not looking to, or not able to improve their seating by any stretch, then maybe, you know, you get a, you get a half-assed Dallas Cowboys team. Maybe they don't even play Dak for most of the game. So um, I think you're looking at definitely one win um, and potentially two, obviously, depending on how, you know, Dallas's team and their outlook shakes out the last, last week of the season. But um I don't. I know you're you're somewhat of a pessimist when it comes to the Eagles, but I just <laughs> want to let you know that the outlook is is pretty fortunate, uh, you know, for you guys going into the last couple weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you're you're definitely you're definitely uh, on the right track there. I think you know this Washington game. I, I don't feel absolutely you know great about only because it seems like this is another team for whatever. Like there's just certain teams when the Eagles play them that it's it just seems to almost always be some type of problem. Like if we're not absolutely like stacked like back in the, you know, Andy Reid days, I would say, or, or the, the year they went 13 and I think 13 and three with, with Doug Peterson. It, it's just Washington, no matter how bad, how good, no matter what, they, they give us problems. And I, I expect probably a similar game to the Giants one, but probably a little more scoring. But, you know, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I just don't. I just don't. I don't know. Uh, and Ron Rivera just kind of has most of the time, uh, like, like you know, not a good example this past week, absolutely getting their asses just waxed, you know, in every phase of the game, but usually has, has them ready to play. just, no matter where he's at. So, um, you know, I expect a hard fought game. And and like you said, I hope, I hope Dallas is is just, you know, on cruise control for that last game and, and, you know, we can just play our starters, get, get, you know, move the ball, play good defense, just get fundamentally sound and and just find a way into the playoffs. But, it is funny you bring up Jake Fromm. Like I remember, just real quick, when he was at Georgia, like he wasn't he wasn't a bad quarterback. I mean, the NFL and, and, and college are two different things. We know that, but you know f- what a what a fall from like I, I thought the guy could you know have something in him, but like he is. I mean, once again though, it's the I, I swear to God, the Giants are just they're broken. They're just the team is they don't know their left and their right anymore. I just I do <laughs> it's 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 almost like painful to watch like. I can't imagine. Like, I'd rather, and no offense to you, I, I'd rather pull for the Jets with Zach Wilson any day of the week than, than that Giants team is just, it's like, it's like, sometimes I forget they exist. They're that bad. Like, they're just.
1: Yeah, they're, they're a tough spot. But uh, so that's, I mean, there's no ifs or buts about that. I mean, they got a ton of players locked up in cap space, uh, they don't have an offensive line. They got to figure out what they're doing with Danny Dimes and Saquon and then some other guys like that. But um, yeah, I mean, the the Eagles back to you guys quick. I mean, I've been watching Jalen Hurts a little bit this year, obviously saw him play against the Jets. I've seen both their games against the Giants. So, um, and then a couple of other games, obviously outside, you know, here and there, just with you being on the, on the pod, like obviously been watching closer than some other teams I I would be following. So um, I, I think he, you know, speaking of Jalen Hurts specifically, I think he, um as selfie progressed this year uh and, and definitely shown some more stuff when you compare him to last year which is obviously understandable it's not even a, a first round he's a second round guy coming in and had, had to navigate a difficult situation with with P. and then you know obviously the, the elf in the room carson went there last season um but i mean he looks pretty good to me obviously the first half left a lot to be desired there but the second half obviously turned on on the jets uh no no pun intended the entire offense did and and definitely showed some stuff and um you know had to had to throw the ball a lot yesterday which I think has been uncharacteristic and I know they've been pretty good running the ball like you mentioned they're they're uh pretty premier rushing rushing attack but it just looks like a guy to me that can command the offense looks more comfortable back there um I think Sirianni's done a good job of putting him in positions to win uh the game um whereas Dougie P I don't think really did that as, as much last year and uh, I think they're clicking right now. Um, obviously, this, this is the time when you want to get hot as an offense, when you get, want to get hot as an entire team and organization. And um, the Eagles are certainly doing that. So uh, um, you mentioned the last two games on the schedule. If they can take it to the football team this week and, and ride high and, and head to Dallas and, and take care of business there as well, I, I think that, um, you know, maybe they can squeak one out in the playoffs. Who knows? I just feel like this team, you know, more than anything else. I mean, look at teams that were hot in the beginning of the season, like the Cardinals and, they really been able to do much these last few weeks. So I just think that teams who are getting hot towards like the latter part of the season, uh, to me, definitely have the best chance to to take down a couple of teams and do some damage in the playoffs. But uh, would love to kind of hear your thoughts on like how you think Hertz has been doing and, and kind of like where you think this team stands moving into the last couple couple weeks in the season.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I love I love all those points you made because it's. What what's weird for me and and you know not to get too technical or anything like he he's just like one of the hardest guys to like for me to like evaluate week like I never think he's like I'll never say he's like shitty I'll never I'll never say like this guy sucks like I, I just he doesn't but he's so hard for me to be like I'm fully behind this guy like he it's just I don't know if it's it's like he he's maybe it's because our offense like features the run so so much that it's like you know, yeah, he should be able to complete passes when they run a play action off of, you know, they just ran the ball four times in a row. And, like, they turned to him in this first half where it was, like, pass, 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 whether they – which didn't make any sense. Like, and then you resort back to the coaching staff, like, what are you doing? Because I think the Giants have, like, the 24th or the 28th worst rush defense Well, in that ballpark. So, you know, we could have probably ran the ball right down their throat and dominated, you know, from start to finish uh but then they re- they resorted to Jalen Hurts and he finished the day with like a 58% completion percentage which isn't like you know lighting the world on fire by any means um i i i like the kid like he 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 definitely like the one thing i'll say about him is like he does not seem like he's 20 like he's younger than both Daniel and i and by a couple of years and it just doesn't seem yeah. like it like the kid the guy seems like he just he has like just great manner, mannerisms. Like he never looks like like a Carson Wentz would look like a deer in the headlights. Even at you know five, six, seven years in the league, like there's moments where you're like, what is this guy even thinking? Um, but Jalen Hurts, you know, he has those moments. But I think he just his composure is so much better than a lot of these these other guys where that's that's hard to find. I just I it's like. I, I don't know if I'm betting on the guy, like to, is he the guy I, I have to probably flip a coin like 10 times, you know, take the best out of, out of five or whatever, whatever you might say. Like, it's just, I don't know if I'm fully like ready to give him the franchise, but I'm at the same time, I, I'm like so curious as what, what he might be. So it's, he's got upside. It's just, he's not, I don't, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but he's not there yet for me, but I, I want him to be, but I, I don't, like, when he played the Giants a couple of weeks ago, he had a 17.5 quarterback rank, rate, rate, or, <clears throat> excuse me, rating, 17.5 quarterback rating against that defense, so I I don't know what to think, man, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think you guys obviously
1: have an interesting um, decision to make with Hurts with in, in the offseason, and not to say that he's he's going anywhere, but um, you know, two seasons under, under the belt now versus one, um, the three, you know, first round picks, obviously there aren't last year's draft. There were five guys. I think everyone would have been comfortable drafting in the first round. I think there, you know, maybe one and two, you'd probably take in the latter 15 picks of the draft in the first round, I'm not even talking about a top 10, top 15 guy. Um, but I think, I think it, this gives the Eagles a chance and Howie a chance to, to convert on those picks. And Aaron and I were talking off and. Um, you know, they got their pick, the, the Dolphins pick, and the Colts pick, which you've mentioned a million times in this podcast. But if Howie can just hit on two out of three of those guys, maybe get an impact offensive player, impact defensive player, I mean, to, to add on to what they already have in skill guys like Devontae Smith, they have Rager, who, who, I mean, obviously has had his moments this season, but I think he has a lot of natural talent. Goddard's obviously phenomenal. I love Sanders. Offensive line's been rock solid this year. Like, Hurts has showed he can – operate within the offense as, as we both said. So if Ali can, can take those picks uh, and turn them into two or three good guys, I like your future a lot. I think the outlook there is definitely a lot more positive than, than it is now, which I think now it's, it's pretty positive in its own right. And um, I mean, who knows maybe three first round picks, maybe you trade for a guy like Russell Wilson, who who's unhappy. And, and obviously Seattle with them being, I think there's five and 10, six and 10. Now uh, maybe you trade for a guy like Deshaun Watson, maybe Aaron Rodgers wants out and, give them three first round picks for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So I feel like you guys have so many options and it's such a good place to be in, but like you do kind of have to figure out like, okay, you know, do we want to keep hurts? Great. Let's do that. Let's build around him. Okay. We want to get rid of him. Fine. Let's figure out a package, figure out the right player to, to trade him for. So I think it'll be fascinating, fascinating off season for both, you know, Eagles and the jets in our own right. And um, I think a lot of it comes down to whether they think hurts can be the guy for, for your off season until like I really begin to take shape essentially.
0: No, exa- exactly that, man. It's I've never been more, like, not on edge, but more like I, I'm not the slightest clue what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, it's just got to take it uh, week by week, and, and that's what the NFL is all about. Just like, uh, I mean, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is even taking it week by week anymore. The guy needs to, I don't know, man. He's probably in a deep depression right now. I mean, I, that's just my guess, but I could be. I could be off
1: yeah no i feel you like, um well obviously a great win for you guys uh i'm happy for you obviously you know i'll be rooting for for your success and your team's success and i hope that you guys can take out wft in dallas because right now you control your own destiny um as we are recording ian book if you didn't know who that was he was a quarterback for notre dame last year they for some reason started in t- tonight on monday Night football uh he threw a pick six on his second career pass so uh, it seems like the Dolphins might have this one in hand, uh, which would bump them to seven and seven, seven and eight, seven, and eight. Right now they're seven and seven. So that would give you guys sole possession of seventh place uh, in, the, in the playoff picture if this, if this, uh, you know, score holds out. So it's, it's good stuff there, but uh, we'll continue to monitor it. And, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Eagles, man. I, I think this podcast finally needs a team for the first time in our two-year history in the playoffs. So hopefully we can get there with the Eagles.
0: <laughs> appreciate it. I do. appreciate it.
1: Um, love it. So one one victory week to the next. Um, the Jets beat the Jaguars to go 4-11 on the season. Uh, I mean, not not a win to write home about by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, a, a, a toilet bowl, if you will, of two of the worst teams in the NFL facing up. But – Not often you get a number one overall pick playing a number two uh, overall pick from the same draft in the same regular season. So um, I think for that reason alone, it was pretty fascinating. The Jets and Jaguars both were hit by COVID uh, in pretty drastic accounts. Um, The Jets are missing their three top offensive linemen. Uh, They were missing their three top wide receivers, and they're missing their three top defensive linemen and some other guys on the defensive side of the ball as well um, due to a mixture of COVID and injuries. So this game i went into it no matter thinking you know thinking that no matter what happened uh i'd be happy with the result as long as the jets didn't get the absolute doors blown off them um but i i think i came out of it i was very happy about zach wilson's performance um if you're a box score warrior and just you know taking a look at the stats and things like that they're not going to paint the entire picture by any stretch of the imagination he had 91 rushing yards which were phenomenal 152 yard rush that was absolutely incredible on third and five broke out of the pocket stutter stepped around a couple of guys and, and into the end zone which is obviously what you want to see out of a guy like Zach Wilson In a game like this when you can essentially throw out the records throw out the stats uh just two grinded out teams playing each other you want to figure out a way to win the game I think the Jets absolutely did that and a lot of it came off the back of, of Zach Wilson and you know, he obviously wasn't perfect, had his mistakes. There a couple of balls that, that easily could have been picked off, but he operated well within the offense. Uh, Jets' offensive coordinator, Michael four put him in a position to win. They had a great running game. I mean, they had 273 yards on the ground uh, between Zach Wilson and the running backs, which is their highest total of the season um, by far, uh, far and away their highest total of the season. So um, I think they – I mean, a win like this for, for a 4-11 team um, – a young team with a young coaching staff, I think you'll take this 10 times out of 10 times. You have idiotic jets fans online saying that they want a better first round draft pick. I mean, I think they moved from like four to five. So in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big of a deal. Seattle who lost as well yesterday, their draft pick went from number eight to number six. So if you lost a draft pick here and there in the win, you also gain some with Seattle losing to the bears, which is obviously phenomenal. So either way, you're getting two top 10 picks. I hope – I mean, I could throw a dart at the top 15 players on a dart board and, and pick out two guys who are going to be impact players for the Jets because we have so many goddamn needs uh, going into next season. But um, I'd rather take this win, like I said, 10 times out of 10 times for Zach Wilson's confidence uh, for the sake of the culture of the organization. Robert Sala had to watch this game from a hotel room because he had covid um, just a lot of crazy stuff going on with, with this game in general. It's obviously great to see uh, the Jets come out with the win because it hasn't happened much in the past, you know, two or three years. And um, I think when you have a perennial losing organization, anytime you can secure a W and get under the belt, uh, it's always better than not, eat, despite the dumb fans, clamoring online for, you know, a better draft pick. But good, good stuff all around, I'd say.
0: 100%, man. I mean, I think uh, Zach Wilson, like I, I've been on the – I don't know if it's a bandwagon that's that's let me be a little bit too like crazy for me to say that but I like the kid a lot um I'm a supporter I'm uh I believe in him so yeah if you want to say I'm on the bandwagon the premature bandwagon that's fine um I just think that the kid has so much upside he plays with so much energy um I did see you know not to, not to go off topic but I saw there was a video of Joe Burrow talking to Trevor Lawrence saying like hey man it gets better don't 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 worry it gets <laughs> I'm starting to think like not this season bud like you're you're sitting at 13 man like it don't it don't get much worse uh if you're a Jaguars fan or or a Trevor Lawrence himself but uh yeah I that what it was like a 52 yard scamper for Zach Wilson the kid just the kid has wheels he can get the get out of the pocket without hesitation um I just I don't know man every time I listen to him in an on the press conference or uh, just, you know, watching him play. I just think he, he has that it factor. He has like, it, it's just, he's going to give you everything he got and, and I'm rooting for him. He said, he comes from such a small school to, to big, bright New York. Um, you know, I, I just, I wish nothing for the best for him. And hopefully he finds a way to start taking down Belichick in the years to come, because that would be even better. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, Aaron and I talked about it off air. I, th- I think it's it's a microcosm of how these two seasons have, have been for both Lawrence and, and Wilson and to take, you know, the first 10 to 15 games of a, of a rookie quarterback's career and, and just call him a boss or call him a superstar, I think is, is absolutely ridiculous. Um, they were the number one, the number of over all picks respectively for a reason. These teams were picking number one, number two, overall last year for a reason because their rosters obviously weren't great. I mean, you could argue Lawrence has dealt with more, obviously having Urban Meyer's dumb as his coach and <laughs> doing that clown show and, and fiasco. Um, but their rosters just aren't what they, you know, should be for for supporting rookies and, and allowing them to be put in positions to be successful. And you look at guys like you know Mac Jones, Justin Fields, even Trey Lance. I mean, he hasn't played much, but those three guys are in much better situations. And, and you have guys telling you know, oh, Mac Jones is is so much better than, than Lawrence and Zach Wilson. He may be having a better season. I mean, absolutely. But um, it's got through three passes against Buffalo because he couldn't throw in the wind and threw two picks yesterday and had to ride the coattails of a running game who put up all the points for him. So um, every guy's going to struggle. Every guy's going to have their moments of, of flashes. And um, I just think that to to write off two guys who obviously have a ton of natural talent, but haven't, you know, had success, much success in their young careers just because of the, the environment that they're in is is very unfair. Um, and who knows, maybe maybe the Jaguars and Jets both uh come out and, and make really good selections in this year's draft and surround. I mean, if I was a general manager with a rookie quarterback or a second year guy, I'd probably spend eight picks on offense and 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 just lose games 45 to 30, but still put my guy in, in a uh position to be successful to gain confidence. I think so much of pro sports at that age, no matter what sport you're playing is confidence. And, and if you can operate in the offense and read a defense and, um, you know, taking the speed of the game and be able to spit it out and make coherent and, and the correct plays, uh, just having guys you can trust and rely on to make plays around you is, is going to be so beneficial, which is why I was impressed with Zach yesterday. Because like I said, he's playing without his top three wide receivers. They've had horrible, uh, tight end play throughout this entire season. Um, and to still be able to, to put the team on your back and, and, you know, basically will them to victory was, was obviously great to see whether you're playing Jaguars or, or you're playing the chiefs. Um, it's obviously great to see. So I'm hoping they can, they can kind of build off on this. I mean, they play the bills and the bucks the last few games of the season. So I'm, I'm not expecting much uh, out of those two games in terms of a result, but if Zach can continue and, you know, get some guys back healthy for the last few games of the season, he can continue to show flashes and progress and, and limit the turnovers. And, I'll be a happy guy going to the off season and we'll be giving out mock drafts left and right because we have five picks between the two of us in the first round. So hopefully exciting stuff to come.
0: Yeah. I mean, Mac, I think if you put anybody on the Patriots, whether it be Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, like, yeah, they're going to maximize like what they do. Well, like they're the best coach team in the NFL. That's just, I, you know, I hate to say it. It's probably the truth though. Um, So you know, you bring up an interesting point. You, I think Zach Wilson is arguably had the most adversity coming into like like just a it's a brand new head coach. It's a brand new you know. There's so much new new pieces. Like it's a new you know. Even for for all these rookies, like it's a new offense. And like the kid, he, he played at BYU. I doubt the offense was even half as complicated as the one he's running now. So, I, my you know, I think the kid has tremendous upside. Uh, I like him a lot I just I, I root for him and and I think the sky's the limit given the right pieces and, and the right you know system and, and coaching and and you know x y and z but I think the kid can definitely succeed and like you said he will this team the victory you know with with you know people you probably never even heard of if, if you don't follow the Jets closely so good for him yeah I mean I I mean they had to, to underscore how bad the
1: injury and COVID situation has been, they had their eighth and ninth safety starting for them yesterday. Eighth and ninth safety combination starting for them yesterday, which is criminal, I mean, to say the least, for, for an NFL team. So I know everyone's going through it. Obviously, a lot of COVID-written teams too, but uh, it is what it is. We got through We got the dub. Uh, and, I mean, if you asked me at the end of the season, I think I probably predicted it on this podcast, how many wins we would get. I probably would have said four and five, so uh, four or five. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it obviously sucks to get blown out in some of the games we did earlier in the season, but, you know, we're, we're at four wins. Um, will we get another one? Probably not. We're going to go in the offseason. Hopefully we have a shit ton of cap space. I know that. We'll, we'll spend some more money there. Obviously get, uh, hopefully, some pretty good draft picks, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll win the Super Bowl next year, so all's going to work out. Oh,
0: talk about talk about brutally honest take.
1: Brutally, brutal. brutally honest right there super roller bust for for the eagles no i'm just kidding <laughs> um all right Aaron, a lot of good jet stuff a lot of good eagle stuff as always bringing the heat as per usual uh where do you want to take us next
0: hey man uh i kind of hate to do this again because i feel like we talked it's like almost too repetitive maybe but i feel like the the, the ravens like just because real quick just because of how Injuries have, have like, totally turned that team upside down to the point where, like, they're in a position now that, yeah, they're, they're almost identical to the Eagles. They have the same record, and I think they're in seventh place as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, they get absolutely shellacked by the Bengals. I kind of saw this coming. I actually put money on the, on the spread for the Bengals. That was, like, an easy, easy, easy dub for that. So, um, yeah, bro, 525 yards, like, just a monster, monster game. And uh, Cincinnati slides into the first spot. Uh, in the AFC North. Yeah, that
1: was an absolute clown show. I mean, I think it's worth mentioning uh, Joe Burrow played phenomenally. Um, You mentioned his anecdote to Trevor Lawrence about telling him it gets better. Well, it got better for Joe Burrow. I mean, putting up 525 yards. (laughs) I believe that's the fourth most yards in a game in NFL history, which is absurd. Um, A lot of people were getting on him for running up the score but he was like, bro, it's the NFL, this is in high school, this is in Pop Warner. Uh, first of all, the, he said the Ravens beat up on them last year and ran out the score, so he was very happy to return the favor. Um, side note, I mean, if this isn't, you know, a reason to build around or a prime example to, to build around your franchise quarterback, obviously taking T. Higgins in the draft last year and then taking Jamar Chase this year. I, the Jets, watch what the Bengals are doing right now. I mean, I'm still not a big fan of Zach Taylor, but, like, I, I give that staff and, and Joe Burrow all the credit in the world for basically turning around an organization. I mean, they were, you know, like, Oh, and 12 at one point, like two years ago, another nine and six in a playoff spot um, surround your rookie quarterbacks guys. I know the I know the guy actually throwing the ball is important, but um, surrounding talent around those guys is, is very important as well.
0: 100%. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much, I mean, you're taking the words out of my mouth. Uh, I agree with, with pretty much everything you said there. I think, you know, Zach Taylor is questionable. Uh, I mean, obviously he's winning, so you can't really, uh, you know, hate on him too, too bad. But at the same time, um, what I see is like Joe Burrow is just an absolute, like you look up winner in the dictionary, the guy is just, he's a winner. Like to say, like to, to come into the season after a torn ACL in his first full season and to have the success that he's having, like he he's just a stud, man. Like I, I, Honestly, I wish he was my quarterback a little bit, only because it's just, like, the, the kid is just a winner. Like, he just exemplifies, like, what a winner is, so.
1: Yeah, I, I would love to to have him, too. Um, I mean, he 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 was just – the balls that were coming out of his hands yesterday. I mean, it's pause, but uh, I mean, absolutely insane. Um, Josh Johnson, who played for the Jets this year, is playing on his, like, 21st team or whatever. It feels like that. <laughs> Started the game for the Bengals, and, and I think he put up, you know, th- I have the stats in front of me, yeah, 304 yards. Um, very very impressive for, for a team he joined like two weeks ago. So credit is due there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think NFL slate was very interesting yesterday in general. Uh, somehow the Texans took down the Chargers. Um, we mentioned the Bears taking on the Seahawks. Our boy Big Ben got absolutely clowned an absolute shellacking. Um, it's a shame. It was, it was the first time that his entire family had traveled to a road game and, and he, he basically didn't show up. I think he still <laughs> was on the bus, didn't even walk in <laughs> to the stadium. Um, what, what
0: are your thoughts on wow. just
1: putting a fork, putting out absolute fork in the, in the
0: Steelers season? I think, I think you put a fork, a knife and a spoon into him just now. So that, that, I, I, wow. This guy said he didn't even he didn't even get off the bus. Um, I I wouldn't let him get off the bus.
1: I mean, he, I mean, <laughs> they're off. Mason Rudolph with the dented head back there.
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> oh man the 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 abuse for the Steelers from, from Dan. It it doesn't get much more real than that. But um, no, they they deserve it. I mean, honestly, it, it's it is the Chiefs, but you know. You're an NFL franchise you're you're the Pittsburgh Steelers for for God's sake like you you're expected to be never like really just an embarrassment and, and like I know they're seven seven and one but once again I'd argue that's like a fraudulent ride right? like they're not like a seven win team it's it's hard to believe they're a seven win team like it's big Ben As unfortunately I hate to say it he's overstayed as welcome I think we've made that abundantly clear like all year long. Um yeah actually been playing the a little off topic, but I've been playing Madden a good bit as of recently. And and Mason Rudolph, for whatever reason's not bad in Madden. So you know, for <laughs> what it's worth, um whatever. But um yeah, I don't know, man. Steelers are to me kind of broken in so many ways. Like it, it for sure they have an inept offense with Big Ben is just holding them back at this point. Um, but I don't know. I don't remember it's been a while since the Steelers were this like just much of a train. It, it, to to lose thirty six to ten like it wasn't even that close. I think they scored one like midway through the fourth, so a touchdown that the Steelers did. So, just an absolute slacking, and ass kicking. You know, just demolit, the, the you know, just demolished in every single way. So, they uh, they
1: kicked a field goal down thirty to nothing.
0: That's that's what. What, what is
1: the point of, why would you not go for it at that point? I don't care if it's fourth and seventy five.
0: I I might be the only. I know I've I've quite a few Steelers fans as friends and, and I don't know if like they were put in a room and like hypnotized or something with, with, (laughs) with, with art Rooney and and the Steelers, you know, ownership, like no matter what Mike Tomlin does, he doesn't get criticized. He doesn't, I don't know, man. I I just don't think, I think at at some point, you know, if you give this, if you give Mike Tomlin a a top level quarterback again, because big Ben was that like four or five years ago, um and you fail again like what? And and you brought up a great point like their defense. No one fears their defense. Like it doesn't matter how bad their offense is. There's nobody on the other sideline. Like oh shit, we got to play the Steelers this week. That's gonna right. be a problem. Like no, their defense is soft at, at the very least.
1: Speaking of soft, um, how, how many more seasons are we giving your boy Mike Tomlin? I mean, this I, this guy. I, <laughs> Might be a hot take for the podcast what Aaron's about to say, but but this guy obviously won won a Super Bowl and's been very successful throughout his entire career. But this is just not Steeler football, and I don't. I mean, this team obviously needs to be rebuilt. They kind of done the Seattle route of of retooling on the fly, not a full tear down rebuild. But I would love for Aaron to go off on Mike Tomlin right now.
0: Hey man, I I, I just. Uh, my my father kind of feels the same way. I, I, I just, I don't know. Like he, he's not, like you said, it's not Steeler football. You can't really recognize it as Steeler football. Like their defense isn't, isn't like, you know, I remember when the Steelers defense was right up there with the Ravens every year and the Ravens are known to have, you know, an elite defense. So uh, they're just far off from what they used to be. I, I think you, you do bring up a good point. You know, we talked off air about the, the GM might be a huge part of the problem as well, but I, I just, I think they need a new voice in that. Light. No matter who's their quarterback, they like Mike Tomlin's a little stale. He, I don't. I don't think he motivates the team well. I think, you know, how many how many years have you seen them go to the playoffs and just last year get absolutely the doors kicked in by the Browns, um, you know, at home. So I, I I give Mike Tomlin. I personally, I probably would get rid of him after this year because I, I just I've seen enough. Me personally, <laughs> but um, I think, you know, realistically, maybe people give him. Uh, you know, two more years because next year that you figure they get a good, a decent quarterback or, or a different quarterback um, and then see what happens then. But I, I don't know that division's becoming more and more competitive and you still can't completely write off the Browns even after a, a kind of tough season this year. But uh, Cincinnati's obviously, you know, gotten a lot, hell of a lot better and, and Baltimore is not going anywhere. Like, you know, they're not going to fall off the face of the earth. So right. I give Mike tyler at most two more years, but I, I just, I don't think he's the guy. I just, I don't believe it. It's not, 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 I'm glad he's not my coach. I'd rather have Sirianni, and I can't believe I'm kind of saying that. But uh, at this stage, I would take Sirianni right now.
1: That, I mean, that should be the title of this podcast. Sirianni, greater than sign, Mike Tomlin. Uh, gun, gun to your head is, is this is, this will be the last. Steelers talk. will move on. Obviously, gun, gun to your head is Big Ben a Hall of Famer?
0: I do. I do. I mean, he's got two chips. I know he played kind of poorly in one of them, but you know he was uh, one of the most consistent over you know probably six, seven, eight year span. Um, quarterback. So I, I think he is. I think you know Steelers Nation loves him. I think so. Um, yeah, I do. I do think he's a Hall of Famer.
1: I agree. I mean, if you're gonna put
0: in a guy like Eli.
1: Not yeah. to say that they will, but but if if he's in, I think Big Ben is is definitely in. I think
0: I think, I think. Eli makes it on the on his name as well. Not to say he will you know, he, he has rings for himself, but that having the Manning name definitely uh, helps. I'll say that helps.
1: <laughs> I think I think Eli get he'll get into. It. I mean, those two people forget those two rings were massive. Yeah, um, obviously sure. the last, you know, three or four years of his career weren't great. Um, I mean, unless you're you know Tom Brady. You know the last three, four years of anyone's career aren't aren't great. We look at Rivers last year, Roethlisberger this year. They're obviously they're not the norm of what they're used to. Um, but yeah, that's you know always love sprinkling in a good Hall of Fame debate um, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, uh, um, Bills 33, Patriots. Bills thirty three, Patriots twenty one. I think if you ask Patriots fans after week thirteen when they beat the Bills in Orchard Park. Uh, New York-Buffalo, um, you would have thought that they won the Super Bowl um, because they were riding high um, off the backs of of that three-throw uh, performance by Mac Jones. But this game um, obviously had a different tone to it. Josh Allen was incredible, uh, 30 for 47, 314, three touchdowns, Playing without his top receivers. I mean, this guy Isaiah McKenzie, 11 catches, 125 yards, one touchdown. I think he's on a one-year deal like $3 million or something like that. Um, absolutely going off. Mac Jones on the flip side, 14 for 32, 145, two picks, not great. Um, Basically rode the run game again with Damian Harris, which was obviously the game plan the first time around. I think the Bills' offense just woke up um, and obviously played a much better game this week than they did a few weeks back um, when they paid the Patriots the first time. Um, This game had a lot of implications um, for the playoffs. If if the Bills would have lost this game, they would have been um, unable to win the AFC East now. Um, both teams are tied at um, nine and six. Uh, the Bills are, I think they have the lead based off tiebreakers. So they're right now um, in the fourth seed and they have and the Patriots are in the sixth seed. So um, right now they both control their own destiny um, to go to the playoffs. But um, I know either way that it'll probably be a close race coming down to it. Um, the Patriots for the last couple weeks of the season have the Jaguars and Dolphins to finish, which you know, you, you probably think that, uh, they could probably win those two games handily. Um, and then the Bills have the Falcons next week and then finish up with the Jets, as I mentioned before. Um, so I, I, I think that it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for both these teams to go two zero you know, to finish up the year. And then obviously the Bills would have the tiebreaker there um, to win the division. So um, your thoughts, Aaron, on, on just the Patriots, I think maybe a little too soon um, to kind of crown them as – is probably a team that could do some damage in the playoffs. I still think they go. Um, I mean, you're, you're probably facing a, a Tennessee team or you're facing a Cincinnati team if they do end up making it in the first round. Um, I don't really like their chances against those two teams, but, you know, it is the playoffs. It is Belichick. I just think that Mac Jones might be a little overwhelmed, which is, I'm not faulty, and it's, it's understandable. It's his first year. Um, it just might have been a little, little too early to crown the Patriots, uh, champions uh, in, in my mind.
0: Yeah, no, I think um, the Patriots have come back to reality, have come back to earth um, for sure. After the you know they were on a quite a roll there for a while. Um, now dropping ga- uh, games to the the red hot Colts, I would say, and uh, Buffalo. Um, you know this. I was kind of pleas- pleasantly surprised. I was checking the score, you know, quite often in this game. Obviously, rooting for the Bills, Any, anybody but the Pats. Um, so. Yeah, uh Josh Allen balled out 30 of 47. The guy is just when he's on he he's you know up there with the best I would say in the league. Uh Mac Jones, Mac Daddy is as you know the Patriots uh, you know it's hard for me not to say insults but about the uh for the Patriots fans but 14 of 32 not not ideal obviously there. Uh two picks. So uh, the guy is not Tom Brady yet, so let's all let's all relax and uh, yeah let us you know bills mafia let, let's 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 get it going let, let's 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 get the division you know I'm all, I'm all for it i mean it's it's
1: about time uh somebody else i mean i know bills won obviously last year but uh they had a tough like middle of the season i think they had a really good start to the season but but just tough middle of the season and i think coming in you probably thought that I mean, everyone probably thought that the Bills were going to do a lot more damage than they have done, but it seems that they're peaking at the right time. Uh, You know, obviously going at nine and six, hopefully they can win the last two to take that division crown again from from the Pats. And um, I certainly wouldn't want to see them in the playoffs. I'll tell you that much. I think, you know, like I said, they're looking at probably a fourth seed. Um, The playoffs were tomorrow. It would be uh, Buffalo Colts, which I think they also played in the playoffs last year and Buffalo beat them. So. Um, that would be very interesting. Um, again, inside Buffalo, I, I don't – I wouldn't like Carson Wentz there up in Buffalo in, in January, i tell you that much. Um, <laughs> but it should be intriguing nonetheless.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, there's I'll, – I'll, I'll, I'll offer you up a question. Do you think Carson Wentz is, like, half as good as, as what he – let me put it to you this way. Without that running game, how good is Carson Wentz, in, you know, currently, would you say? Because a lot of <coughs> people are saying – like that's like with that offensive line with that running game, it's not really how good is Carson Wentz. It's you know everything around him is great. So how can he fail? Would you Would you agree with that like narrative? Uh,
1: yeah, more uh, somewhat. I mean, they they um Jonathan Taylor is is, I mean, if if healthy if healthy Derek Henry was obviously toting the rock, I would I would say say him. But right now Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the NFL. Uh, I don't think you can, you can question that. I mean, I've seen it against the Jets. I've seen it against other teams. I mean, you saw it against the Cardinals. He put up over 100 again. Um, I think that game was like probably Christmas Eve or, or the 23rd, maybe probably about a week ago at this point. But, um, I mean, them, they, they obviously take, take down the Cardinals, which is a phenomenal team just to get to them in that game a little bit. Um, I, I don't think Wentz is, is, you know, I don't think Frank Reich is asking him to do a lot in that offense. I think he he's essentially probably a, a better version of like a game manager is, is how I would probably put that Um, the offensive line has had a lot of injuries. I think they, they had some more injuries at at that last game against the Cardinals as well. Um, So I can't say that he's totally absolved of, of the credit. I I definitely think he's probably stabilized the ship um, and and definitely he's doing a lot better than last year. That's obviously a given, but um, I think, Michael, Michael Pittman has come on pretty strong this year. He's he's a second year wide receiver, um, and then T. Y. Hilton's obviously there still as well. Mulally Cox and guys like that, um, but yeah, I mean, their success. If if I'm giving it like in a pie chart, I'd probably say Jonathan Taylor gets the biggest piece, uh, then the offensive line, and then maybe Carson Wentz. But he he has shown his his flashes this year for sure. And, and I'll eat my words on that. I, you know, there there were guys like den Arlowski in the media telling me that. Um, you know he was going to be an MVP candidate this year. I, I think more or less we were just trying to pump the brakes on Carson Wentz. You know coming out and being a rock star this year. And I think he definitely has his moments, and he's had his his dumb moments as well. But um, for for the most part, he's he's shown that he can be a legitimate quarterback. I just am not ready and not totally sold to like put money on him in the playoffs. If that makes sense?
0: No, I I think uh, I think that's accurate. Like. I mean, the guy, the guy's definitely balled out this year. Um, you know, I think anybody on that Eagles team last year, like you probably could have put Aaron Rodgers on the Eagles. They wouldn't have looked that much better uh, with the <laughs> um, So, yeah, I think, you know, I ha- I thought Wentz would have success. I think they started out the year like horribly, but, you know, they've they've turned the, the corner quite well, obviously. And, you know, having Jonathan Taylor, having that offensive line, you know, Definitely, definitely helps. Um, I have seen him make very good throws, you know, pretty pretty regularly this year, I will say that. Um, you know, I still – I'm like – I'm 50-50 on the whole Carson Wentz thing just because I, I have no idea how bad the – or you know, Howie Roseman is to deal with and, and Jeffrey Lurie and that whole mess. So, I do kind of root for him. Um, I, I do want him to succeed um, to a certain degree. I don't know if I want to see him win a Super Bowl, but um, – huh. you know, I do, I do hope the Colts have some success and, you know, if they win a playoff game, great. If if not, you know, so be it. But I think Carson Wentz seems like a good dude, but, you know, I know just as much, you know, just as, as less as the next guy about, you know, who, who really these people are. So um, the guy can play football at a a high level and, and betting on him in the playoffs is a, is a whole different situation because he played like one quarter, I want to say in, in the, Playoff game, I think, against Seattle a couple of years ago. So that's that's about the sample size you have for for Carson Wentz. The Josh McCown game
1: when uh, oh, Josh brutal. McCown ran rolled out and I think pulled a hammy and he brutal. was done from there as well. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, I'm probably a little pissed off that he's doing so good. But um, you know, he obviously was back with Frank Reich, um, back with a lot of the staff he, he probably had in Philly. So it's not a surprise um that he's he's doing well I just I don't think that like you said I don't think he's gonna win a Super Bowl um in his career and I'd have a hard time Mm. if I'm that fan base getting behind a guy um who I know is just not gonna get me over the hump so um and I say that not knowing if if my quarterback can do that and and Aaron doesn't know if his quarterback can do that either but I know for sure that Carson Wentz cannot do that so oh uh that's uh that's where I would be as, as a Colts fan, but that's just me.
0: What? Uh, all right. Let me give me. Give, I'm trying to think. So, if you had to pick t- tomorrow, like who's gonna win a Super Bowl uh, of these three, I'll oh, say yeah. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Carson Wentz. I don't want to say Matthew Stafford because he's on a good like a team. I'll say, yeah. all right. Will Russell Wilson get another ring? Will Carson Wentz get another ring? Or Deshaun Watson going get, get a ring? Like what? Who you taking in that? Uh, well, complicated question. So yeah, no, it's it's
1: tough because I don't know where where Watson's gonna be. Um, I'm definitely not saying saying when so That's for sure. I, it, it's tough because I don't know where where Wilson's gonna be either. But it's based, based off of the pure talent, and and I guess the the age is is a consideration as well. I, I would say Watson um, mm. if he can come back. I mean. I don't really know what's going on with his legal situation. It it sounds like, I, I mean, did they even officially suspend him, or he's just like sitting out? Um, I, th- I, he, I think he's just sitting you. out,
0: right? I couldn't even I tell you exactly.
1: Yeah, so I mean, he'll, I mean, I guess if you count this season as his like quote unquote suspension, he'd come back next year. Obviously, not going to play for uh, for the Texans. So, um, and I think he hasn't. He probably. Has, can pick a little bit where he wants to go just based off of like his no trade and, and signing an extension and things like that. he ha- He has a lot of leverage is my point. Um, I'd probably say him. Um, I think people forget uh, how good he is. It, it obviously uh, is not a great look and he's obviously not a good dude just based off the legal situation, but um, it is the NFL. Uh, and if you can, can win games for a team, they're going to pay you to, to win those games. So uh, it's just an unfortunate part of – I mean, you look at a guy like Antonio Brown um coming back from his suspension. He's obviously – he had some big catches in that game yesterday, and, and they're obviously going to pay a guy who can catch the ball and put your team in a, in, a, in a place to win. So, yeah, I mean, based off age, you know, pure talent, I, I would probably say Deshaun Watson one, Russell Wilson two, and then and Wentz three for sure.
0: Okay, and uh, that's – Sean Watson has all the potential, man. I just only God knows where, where this is going to take his career. And, you know, I, it keeps saying the dolphins are like the number one spot for him, but you know, anything can happen. And, and I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how that unfolds like, you know, next season.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a year ago. I thought the Jets were in trade form. So it's, it's uh, crazy how much can happen. Um And I'm definitely happy we got Wilson. It, it'll be, Interesting to see where Zach goes next year, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be a big offseason in general for like quarterback movement. We'll obviously get into more of our thoughts like when it actually is the offseason, and we can only talk about like you know mock drafts and like baseball. But um, <laughs> like w- Watson can move somewhere, Rodgers can move, Wilson can move. Like like you know the Panthers are going to need a quarterback. Washington's going to need a quarterback. The Steelers are going to need a quarterback. The Broncos are going to need a quarterback. Like. You know, you could probably put the Lions in there as well. Maybe the Falcons with Matt Ryan. Who knows what they want to do there? Like, yeah, 100%. there's probably going to be a good seven to eight teams who are going to be in the market for a quarterback. And things can change, and, and obviously quarterbacks, you know, rise up draft boards faster than any other position. But we, we sit here not having a consensus top ten, you know, quarterback, um, you know, top ten pick as a quarterback. So it will be fascinating to see what what happens with, like, veteran quarterbacks on the move and and how trades and, and things like that shake out. Because, you know, if I'm a team like Washington or like Denver, like you obviously have some pieces on the team around you. So am I, am I going to sit there and kick the can to my fan base and say, Hey, we're actually going to sit tight with Taylor Heineck here. We're going to sit tight with, you know, uh, fucking, uh, drew Locke (laughs) or or are we going to go out and get an Aaron Rodgers or get a Russell Wilson? I'd have a hard time kicking the can to next year. Uh, and I'm talking, you know, 23, versus 22 but um it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all this quarterback or like potential quarterback movement i should say
0: yeah i hope i hope there's a lot of it like i hope i don't know it would be cool to see that, like matthew Stafford going to the rams makes things interesting like i don't know yeah
1: just,
0: i think I, and i've said this probably eight million times on this podcast but it just seems like the league is so deep now and it's like every team like even if you're like uh, i don't know like yeah the jaguars are horrible but it's like Imagine what Trevor Lawrence could be. Like, I don't know. It's just it's such a deep league. And like I would say the Broncos stand out to me, obviously the the Steelers, but I think, you know, Big Ben is just, you know, he's just old and and not even the shell of himself. But like a lot of these teams, like even a Heineke, like he's not great by any means. But you know, you look back like when we were growing up and, and like 10, 15 years, like there were a lot of shitty quarterbacks. And like now oh, yeah. it's like the bad quarterbacks are like it's I feel like it's far and few between now more than ever. And, like, like there's just a ton of guys that will put you in position to win. Now you need, like, a whole team around you, obviously, in coaching. But, um, like, really, the, I would say the Broncos stand out to me. The Obviously, the Panthers are just a dumpster fire on, with their quarterback situation but and the Steelers. But other than that, I mean, um, you know, even – I mean, Washington's not great, obviously, but it's just kind of crazy. Like, you know, all these teams have, you know, at least a decent, like, there's no, like, horrible, like, core. I mean, maybe the Saints, too, but.
1: Oh, yeah. That's that's a good point. I mean, if you think about it, like, the qu- quarterback position in general has gotten so much better, like you said, but, like, this past year's draft, I, I could see f- all five guys starting next year for their teams. Like, that would never happen. Like, 2012, right. it was, like, Andrew Luck and no one else. Like, when Cam Newton got drafted, it was Cam Newton and nobody else. Like, usually it's the first, like, maybe you know first pick maybe second pick and then like everybody else and sometimes you get like a you know a third round steal like Russell Wilson or a fourth round steal like Dak Prescott but like it was the top of the draft or like you had to wait till next year and basically tank um 100%. whereas now you can get a, you can get a guy like Lamar Jackson at 32 uh you can get a guy like Mac Jones at 15 you can get Justin Fields at you know 12 or 13 whatever pick he went this past year and it's still have your guy. I I just think the quarterback position position in general. I mean, maybe it's because the NFL, you know, and, and the play the play style and the playbooks is, you know, starting to become more like college, and that's probably why these Alabama guys are are becoming more and more successful as soon as they hit the league is because they're running the same plays that NFL teams are running. But um, I just think in general there there are obviously better options coming out of school um, than they're used to because I mean, you know back when like Peyton Manning was coming out like the Jets could have had him but he decided to go back for a senior year like that set the franchise back like a decade because they didn't get one guy Um, but I feel like now everyone's like coming out year after year you can get multiple guys
0: yeah I mean this year I'm not too sure like I, I don't even know like I know the kid from from Pitt's pretty good Kenny I think Kenny Pickett but um other than this then 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 him I'm not too sure like how good this quarterback class will be but um, like you said, I mean, it, it's been like over the last few years, and just just in general, it's like a deep, deep league of of good of good QBs everywhere, really. Yeah, you know,
1: and hopefully the uh, the Jets and Eagles can can join the ranks of, of really good uh, <laughs> next year. No matter who's towing the rock, but um, all right, where, where are we at in NFL? Does that wrap up the week for us, basically?
0: I, I think so, man. I mean, the only other I was just gonna wait once. I'm gonna pull one thing up. Do uh, it. That was a little interesting. Hold on. Damn it. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to put this in there because obviously Nick Foles is my savior. Um. You know, guy comes in, plays for the. Oh yeah. For the Bears, maybe maybe they found their guy again. But uh, now let's uh regardless now 24 35 250 and a touchdown get the win over you know not a great seahawks team obviously five they dropped the five and ten but you know guy hasn't played and god knows when and, and you know picks up the rock and still knows how to sling it so just kind of cool to see obviously it's it's just it's kind of sad what's happened to his career since he left the eagles but um you know guy got the win and regardless so that's all no
1: he's uh He's your savior, and he's my savior, uh, beating the Seahawks and giving the Jets a better draft kick. Um, <laughs> I, I did not pay attention to this game at all. I just kind of wrote this off as a win for the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, and, oh, shit. I can't believe they came back. I think I, I got like – I saw that they scored like a minute left, Jimmy Graham revenge game, uh, like a minute left in the game. They scored to, to take the lead and then um, – or uh, to tie it. No, to go down one – Jesus Christ, go down one point and then they got the two-point version to go up by one. My God, spit it out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that – I mean, hey, put Justin
0: Fields on the bench. They got their guy. Hey, I mean, experience. Experience matters no matter what you're talking about. So, Talk about a, uh,
1: a lame win for Matt Nagy who's, who's going to be fired. I uh, think for but – I mean, yeah, we'll have to get into to all the coaches maybe next week or the week after all the coaches we think are going to get fired. I mean, obviously, you have two vacancies, one in Jacksonville, one in uh, Las Vegas there with Urban Meyer and Green and Out, respectively. But um, I think the Bears are probably going to be a vacancy. Um, there's going to be some others as well. I feel like there's always like five or six jobs at least. Um, I feel like last year there was a lot too. But, um, you know, who knows? So I feel like maybe like the Texans and David Coley, you know, obviously, they put up a pretty good effort yesterday, but he seems kind of like a puppet, kind of like a lame duck coach to me. Um, but maybe I'll, there's some other.
0: I'll be honest, man. Of, I don't e- I don't even have the slightest clue on who that – like I've seen him on the sideline. No idea who that is. I oh, <laughs> couldn't tell you where – like any, not anything about that guy, to be honest. but.
1: Yeah, I don't know how he got the job, to be honest.
0: <laughs> Did he um, just walk in? to the to the building and they just like I I, I don't know. But he was coach. the
1: Ravens like receiver's coach.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, good for him on getting the job. Like you said, I don't think he secured the job, but that's that's just that team is talking about an absolute mess. I mean, but I think there's rumblings that uh Matt Rule is probably gonna they said they're gonna probably give him another chance. I don't <laughs> that's oh is, yeah. I forgot about master. him. Um and you and, see his quote I did not go, go ahead with that
1: though. <laughs> he was talking about Jay Z. He was like, Yeah, no, I know it's tough right now, but you know, Jay Z took seven years for Jay Z to be an overnight success.
0: I was like, Whoa, Jay Z, like he, he's 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 wow, he's trying to be a billionaire, I guess, or something. You know, like, like I don't what, know. if you have
1: any career close to even sniff what the success that Jay Z has had, uh, then I can see it, but like. <laughs> what if, what have you done in the NFL that would position you to be on the same level as Jay-Z? I uh
0: I did not know he was. I guess he played linebacker at Penn State. I did not know that till recently. So um oh, did he? For, for what he's for what it's worth, you know, I have I guess I have to like somewhat you know root for him, but I did I I whoever's I'll say this, whoever's decision that to, to, to bring Cam Newton back to bring Sam Donald in like I let Teddy I probably would have let Teddy Bridgewater go the guys are walking emergency room as as it is but (laughs) everybody I mean that talk (laughs) about just a like you you could be better off like finding some guy in free agency that's like no one's ever heard of and like insert him in that like it's just horrible like Cam Newton's horrible Sam Donald's horrible I don't even know who else they have but it's just God-awful. Like, I, I, I'd i be so frustrated to be a Panthers fan this year.
1: <clears> yeah, <throat> I mean, it, especially the the bill, of gold, the bill of goods they were sold with Darnold coming in and, you know, Ken Newton who needs to retire. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, and they, they're tied to – So, I think he signed – Matt Ruhl signed a seven-year deal. Holy shit, last man. year was his first year, I believe, or two years. So, he, he's only in, like, year three, I think. Maybe even year two, right? Yeah, yeah that,
0: I didn't even like till he's uh, in your t- and, Like, yeah, exactly.
1: And they fired Joe Brady, who was like probably the best coach on their staff, which <laughs> I forgot about. Right, I, I don't. And I don't they know. got Darnold for a whole nother year of guaranteed money. He came out. He came out in the first series and got booed by the entire stadium. Darnold did.
0: Absolute robbery. That guy has stolen money from the Jets. He's stolen money from the – he's just – he should be arrested.
1: And the Jets have second-round pick too, which is great.
0: Uh, it's – I don't know, man. The, the situations like that make me, like, kind of grateful for what I – for what the Eagles have going on. It, I Thank God we didn't make that – we made that mistake with Sam Dor- or Sam Donald – Sam Bradford. Uh, any, anybody <laughs> named Sam, like, I just – no. It's not, 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 not the move for a quarterback
1: music music to my ears um <laughs> all right college football <clears throat> um new year's eve cincinnati alabama 330 georgia michigan 730 um i think that alabama cincinnati games can be an absolute sl- uh clown show i've said clown show too many times this, this podcast but <laughs> alabama's favored by 14 points in a college football semifinal game that is criminal uh I saw a quote say one of their guys said that they were underdogs which um is hilarious uh I think they're gonna absolutely roll Cincinnati um I, I'd love to to obviously see Bama play a close game against somebody that's that's not someone in their own conference but I just don't foresee that happening so no matter how many points they win by I don't I'm not gonna say it's you know, they're going to win by 20, 21 points, whatever the case may be. I just think they're going to win pretty convincingly. Um, but the game to me that's the most interesting is is definitely Georgia, Michigan. Um, it's always, it's always interesting when, you know, a team from the SEC, you know, goes against a Big Ten team or it's, you know, Big Ten against ACC because these teams obviously haven't, haven't played, the similar teams haven't played against each other all year. Um, so, I mean, both these teams with great defenses uh, and kind of like suspect quarterback play um, right now georgia's favored favored by seven and a half points so um they were also favored by like six and a half against alabama and got shellacked um so that might not be an indication of of how this game is going to go um but i'm i'm very interested very interested to see both games and then obviously we'll get um the college football playoff on on january 10th so um two good games here i'd love to get your, your kind of take on On these two games, and uh, we'll obviously have more to talk about next week, and and breaking down the NFL, and and obviously these two big games as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. To touch on them quickly, I mean, I think you know Michigan's a heavy, heavy underdog if you look at just the the money line itself. Like, um, I it's hard. It's hard. Like Georgia's run defense is supposedly very, very good. Um, I mean, Alabama kind of had. Their their way with with Georgia, but that's at the end of the day, it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban, like that's one guy. You just you can't really bet against. So um, I think Michigan probably puts up a fight at least for two quarters. Uh, then they, you know, Georgia might be able to run away with it. But I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan really at least, you know, hangs with them for for the most part, uh, up until half or, or maybe halfway through the third quarter, some something along those lines. Um, the Alabama Cincinnati, that's I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if Cincinnati even has a fighting chance. Unfortunately, against uh, you know the roll, the, the tide. Really, that that's that's about as tough as it gets, really. Huh.
1: Uh, and then, then the game of the year, uh, New Year's Day, high noon, Penn State taking on Arkansas. Huge game. game of the year. I saw today today that uh, their safety, I forget his name, Brisket or something. Yeah, he's he's a projected second or third round pick, and he's skipping the game because he doesn't want to get injured.
0: Gotta love it, man. I mean, it's just that's an absolute joke to say this. Like, you know, maybe maybe my eagle season is being a roller coaster. It the basically the, the way I'll describe this year as being a Penn State fan. It's like we were at the top of, of the highest mountain. Like if you're, if you're going skiing, you're you're at the top, and then immediately as soon as you get the the highest of the highs, you immediately are on a downhill slope to, to just absolute garbage. Just, <laughs> just absolute <laughs> hell on earth. Really. It, it's it's bad, man. It, it's like, I know he's, he's projected there, but like he's a definitely a difference maker and to not have him, it's just, it's just another problem. And, and somehow, some way, whoever's making the, you know, the favorites for this game has Penn State. at least they did have Penn state as the, uh, the favorite which i is beyond me i mean our, our run defense is, is one of the worst in the country and and arkansas runs the ball uh actually one of the best in the country so it's gonna it's gonna be huge problems i, I don't see i probably don't see us winning the game yeah, to be <laughs> frank with you
1: yeah that right now arkansas is favored by one point so the pendulum has been swinging a little bit back to favor arkansas yeah um, I, so. I mean I, unless you're like a top 10 top 15 pick maybe i i don't understand why you're not playing in this in these games you know
0: yeah i'm with um even even then i mean i i, I do get it but i, I it's tough i i, I mean you're a so dude like he's a safety. like he's the one hitting guys you're not
1: a running back or a wide receiver
0: right or a quarter i mean a quarterback i guess that would be worse because now if you're taking yourself out of the game that looks <laughs> you know, how much do you even care about the team that you played for all year but whatever right. i don't know
1: It just make i mean maybe it's just it is what it is with like how college football is nowadays but um i just saw that and i was like second or third round pick projected and you're skipping a ball game as a safety Makes no sense. It is what it is
0: <laughs> no I'm, I'm glad you brought it up but um nah, it's, it's, it seems like forever since college has been on, like at least the, the top tier team. So it'll be cool that the, at least that's coming back and, you know, get one more, one more game to, to enjoy, at least for me, but, you know, possibly two for you or, or, yeah. Even, yeah. So, exactly. Um, awesome. Um,
1: great pod, Aaron. I thought it was, it was a great first pod back. And, and uh, I guess, yeah, this will be our last pod of 21. And, hopefully bigger and better things for the pod in, in 22 and, and obviously a, a pretty close playoff race to, to watch uh, with your philadelphia E A G L E S eagles but um aaron great show as i said why don't you take us home
0: yeah uh, definitely uh you know still trying to crank them out for, for the listeners and uh you know i enjoy it and it, it's uh it's been a crazy year and you know maybe even crazier 2022 we'll we'll see but uh definitely appreciate the support and uh Yeah, I uh, appreciate you as well, Daniel. Always doing this is is a good time, and we're trying to take it to the moon. So one, one step at a time
1: to the moon. Take us home.